for a change. This is one of your hosts, John Paul. This is the main host, B-Man, and it is a beautiful day on location, John Paul. On location, outside the subway. Um, they don't sponsor us, just mention them because they gave us a good meal today. Yes, they well, did. Well, we paid for it, but you know, they still gave it to us, even though we paid for it. So, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. Um, it was delicious. It was, it was pretty yeah, tasty. It was actually all right. I'm actually yeah. not really impressed right now. No? No. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I just like it. It was fresh, and we ate it. It was fresh. Hey. We ate fresh. There you go. Um, as I said, a few days until students start arriving here on campus, so we thought we'd sit outdoors and record. And yeah. <clears throat> as soon as we said that, I think we had three motorcycles, a helicopter, semi truck, and other stuff drive by. So who knows the what interruption? We're sitting here, nothing happened. Yeah. So we'll see what all happens as we yes. go. Um, all right. So let's start with the B man question of the week. Easy question, jump home. Yep. Was there something at Comic Con that happened? Uh, didn't happen. That you expected to happen. All right, that is an easy one. Easy All right, one. so they did announce the DC Universe streaming service officially, formally. All the pricing details. Which I know you care about, yes. I really do care about it. A lot of people did. A lot of people signed up. However, something I was expecting is, as long as you're announcing all that, actually announce you know, the date it goes live. If you're going to start taking people's money, which they are, including mine, actually tell them you know, when that money is going to actually start applying and mean something. And... Um, they still haven't said the date. Here we are a month later and there's still no date. It's just in the fall. So, huh. that, to me, that's kind of odd. Well, fall is anywhere from, like, next week until... Well, it's technically, like, September 20th, 21st, right, or something okay. like that, until December yeah. 21st. So, we're not even in the fall, technically. I, I get that, but pick a date. Uh, that's true. And I'm with you on that one. I, I hate that whole stuff of released in the fall. Okay, let's fall. Yeah. It's funny, because we're at campus universe, uh, UCF right now. Yeah. The library actually opens in the fall of 2017. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. Um, <laughs> and the new sign now happened. says spring of 2020. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, something that's kind of cool. Um, Alex had marked on Facebook, the only reason I heard about it. There's an event for Welcome Back to School, Escape the Library. They're turning the library into an escape room. Really? Or part of it, I'm sure it's not the whole thing. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, escape room, kind of overlaps into some of our topics and such. So Yeah, we're planning to do one soon, actually, I believe. At the Obito Mall, you might see us there. Yeah, hopefully so, soon. So what about you? Um, what did you not hear that you expected to hear? Oh, I was just surprised there was literally no Marvel at all this year. No Marvel. None, nothing. I mean, Marvel has been... You know, I know I dig on DC and I stuff that. Let's be real, Marvel has done really well. Oh, yeah. Every year, and every year they always have a big presence there. Except... Just a few years ago, I guess it was when Disney bought them. They, you know, a year or two after that, they pulled out of San Diego Comic Con. They just don't attend anymore. Was it a couple of years ago when they started? Yeah, that? It's, it's a couple of years ago. Um, they, okay. Disney has their own event in Los Angeles, and that's what they do. Um, they just have avoided the single biggest event. Which, yes, they're killing it at the movies. They're doing a fantastic job. Um, at least one of their TV shows, Legion, I think, is one of the best things on television. Uh, Alex really enjoys Shield. It's just gotten much better since its beginning. My wife is actually watching that. Yeah, a lot. yeah. That a Shield's lot. got. Yeah, so I don't have any much negative to say about their content, but I know this. I don't enjoy every movie and every TV show. That's fine. They're doing a great job, but they majorly, majorly dropped the ball by not attending the single biggest event in kind of geek industry you know, every year. I mean, that's, how how can you do that? That's just well, I'm 100 with you. Um, other than that. The one thing I've really missed, I wanted to see, I'm a big horror guy, Halloween come out this year. Yeah. Come out this actually, I'm looking forward to that so much. Motorcycle drive by, that's like the fifth one, like the last half hour. Yeah, yeah it just, just keeps going. And, uh, 
I really wanted um, a trailer for Halloween. A second trailer. But they did release one trailer. They released one already. Yeah. Uh, they showed some images, but no more trailers. Which, okay, you know what? At this point, I know I'm going to see it open tonight. Maybe I just won't. You did have the panel at least when the guy talked about his life being saved. Oh, that was great. That was an awesome comic so, community. So at least there was some Halloween content there, even if it was spontaneous and not planned. Yeah. That's so, good. Yeah. All right. Um, going to go on to news, but I do want to mention one thing since I just got through mentioning Legion a moment ago. For the record, I love Legion. Yes. But for whatever reason, when it came on, I had a lot of other stuff going on and didn't get to watch it. And I finally, last week, sat down and started going through the Legion episodes. I'm through the first four of ten or whatever it is for second season. Okay. It is just as trippy, if not more so, than season one, but just as good, if not more so, than season one. So I, I watched season one and I enjoyed season one a lot. I admit it. Some parts I was like, okay, this is just too artsy for me. I couldn't do it anymore. No. I watched the first episode of season two. They amped up the artsy. The artsiness got amped up like, like twice. I'm like, you know what? I, I can't do it. But the I story is a lot more straightforward this time. That I think that may be why it comes across as just as good, if not better. Because in the first season, it took several episodes to figure out what was even going on. Right. But it was intentional that way, because he was... Yeah. With that, he was at least crazy. So yeah. you see that part. Is he still crazy, or is that not... Not crazy. I mean, you don't just overnight, you know, snap your fingers and you're 100% normal. He's not necessarily normal, but, he, you know, he's normal-ish. And okay. they, um... If you remember, last season ended with him being stolen off in an orb, flying away. Yeah, yeah. This season started, well, you saw the first episode, you said it started with him coming back. So they didn't take any time dealing with that. And they the just, clattering teeth was kind of freaky. I admit that was freaky. Yep. But they explained it. They really uh, did. So I, everything this time is explained, even if they get some of it wrong and have to come back and... Did they really explain what year that takes place in? Because I, I, I watched that show, I'm like, is either the 60s or like modern day? I can't figure it out. They never really say... Um, Sid's outfits look like it's the 60s. Right. Um, a lot of the background houses look like it as well, the 60s yeah. as well. But they just got through... Episode 4 was all about Sid's background and growing up. And you see her, you know, her mom hosting people at their house and her trying on some different coats and hats and things that they left in you know, the bedroom on the, on the bed. Uh, just playing dress up, just, you know, like a yeah. little kid would. And looking at all that, it's very 60s looking, um, which would mean this would be more 70s. But I, I think they're trying to keep it completely unknown, not trying to tie themselves to a specific time. Okay. I don't, I don't know. It's it's fun. I enjoy it. I'm glad you enjoy it. All right. So into the news. I do not have a lot of news this time. Because I have none at all. I just got a, I got a couple items, but not, not a lot. Um, one news item is that um, Chris Hardwick has been reinstated on their website. He was always the founder of Nerdist, but during all of the different controversy, they actually removed any mention of him. He's now been reinstated on the website as founder of Nerdist. Okay. Um, still didn't have anything to do with Nerdist because he sold it some time ago. So, um, And he's back on the Talking Dead. Okay. Uh, so that's one item. Um you don't have anything at all? I have very little junk. I mean, a lot of random things have happened. Like people walking past us talking really loud. That happens too a lot. It happens, yeah, it does. But uh, other than that, <laughs> um, I actually can't really think of anything. Like Avengers Infinity War comes out on DVD and Blu-ray yesterday. Oh, it did? Yes. Already, already out, huh? I figured yeah. it was another month or two away. I'm actually, you know, this is not a question of the week, but this is a random question for you. Actually, you know what? I'll ask you the question the week later. Okay. All right, we'll get back to that one. All right. So um, that one's coming out. Um, you did have something you mentioned earlier about Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
that you want to bring up? Supposedly, they were saying that this was a it was a big drop off recently. Now, again, yeah. I get random article. I can't back this up, so this is just rumors. Okay. People right now are saying that this is going to be the beginning of superhero hangover. Superhero hangover. Let's be real. There are a lot of superhero movies coming out left and right. Some there's of them are great. Some of them are meh. There, is it too much now? I would say if you, if you use Superman, action action number one is your kind of benchmark is the beginning of superheroes. I mean, the, the stuff before. But if you use, you know, to pick a date most people would be okay with, pick action number one. That's literally 80 years ago in a few months. And except for a period in the um, early fi- early to mid fifties when there was a lull in superhero content because of a whole lot of political stuff going on, except for that, and especially once Stan Lee, uh, well, once DC did the um, Barry Allen Flash and once Stan Lee and Marvel did the Fantastic Four, from that point forward, there's never really been a lull again. There's been nothing but a constant increase in superhero popularity. Yeah, were they huge in the 90s and they dropped off a bit since then? Well, I mean, comic sales come and go a little bit, but popularity in pop culture has not disappeared. I mean, even when the comic sales dip off a little bit, you'll still see people walking around in a Superman t-shirt or Spider-Man shirt or, you know, Spider-Man flashy tennis shoes or whatever. You'll still see all that kind of stuff. So I don't think the general audience is ever going to fall out of love with superhero stuff. I, I just don't see it happening. I do see more and more and more carts driving past us constantly. A lawnmower actually drove past us. Yes. We came out here. There's a big truck. No, it's a little play-by-play for you guys. You can hear the truck in the background right now. We came out here, sat down, ate lunch, talked briefly, like a little thing. Yeah. Nothing happened in the street. As he hit the record button, we have had trucks drive past us. This guy's washing his car, I believe. <laughs> um, a helicopter flew over, numerous bikes, and now a lawnmower just drove past us. Yeah. Take that into consideration. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> this is an experiment today. Yes, hopefully um, we'll re- actually release this episode. Yeah, So, but I, I really don't think that um, the superhero fatigue that keeps being mentioned is really going to ever happen. Now, if you have three or four or five bad movies in a row, mm-hmm. like, if, if the next several movies from every company is like the, the latest Fantastic Four movie... That might be the end of big budget movies for a while for superheroes. Not because the fatigue really exists. It's just the movie studio executives will think that's the reason. They won't realize, no, it's because we made crappy movies. You know, I haven't ran and thought why I think it's so big now than it was before. Back in the day, back in the 80s and 90s, whatever it was, Batman was huge, obviously, the Tim Burns and the whatever it is. Yeah. Not really Schumacher's, but they still made money. Company Marvel in particular... They have all these huge characters, Spider-Man, everybody else. But they were so afraid to release movies with these guys. Oh, yeah. DC has a lot of good ones as well. They both had these mega superstars. And they only wanted to do Batman and Superman. And that's all they wanted to do. Yeah. And, you know, they did these straight-to-DVD Punisher movies, or straight-to-DVD... I mean, we finished the cast of four, the original cast of four movie, Captain America, yeah. the junk ones. But they were so afraid of money for these movies. And now they're doing it, and they realize, wow... This actually works. Yep. I, I think most of the credit needs to be given to a combination of um, the Iron Man movie. How oh, actually the X Men movie to start it off with? Yeah, but X Men were big. Everybody knew X Men were big. Spider Man right. was big. Iron Man was the first kind of B level character because I mean, are you A level now? Yeah, but A level now. But at the time, he was more of a B level. You walk up and down the street again. Use my mom as the template. If you ask my mom who's Superman, got it. Who's Batman? Got it. 
Wonder Woman. Oh, Linda Carter. You know. Yeah, right. Hulk and Spider-Man don't have to be only DC. You know, there's there's a certain A-list level, A-list for general public. General public, not everybody up and down the street or my mom would know who Iron Man was. Correct. Iron Man was done so well, it's not the first B-level one attempted. I mean, there was a Catwoman movie, a Steel movie, and like you said, the other ones. It was the first one done so well, which is John Favreau as a director, um, Robert Downey Jr. as the actor, um... Marvel themselves spin up a studio and doing it all of that it was, it was like the perfect blending of all the right stuff at the right time with technology able to make the effects good right. that I, I think Iron Man is why everything, anything that comes after it Superman, Action Comics number one is why the comics exist today the way they do Correct. Stan Lee and Fantastic Four number one, no matter what all DC had been doing Stan Lee changed stuff in the 60s that's the reason you have a different format that came along from the previous one. I think Iron Man is that next kind of watershed event. There's there's certain watershed events, and I think those are three of them. I actually totally agree with you. So, um, no matter how much of a DC guy I am, it was not the Dark Knight. And I love X-Men 2, for instance. I mean, not every X-Men movie is great, but I love most of the X-Men movies, but especially X-Men 2, um, Spider-Man 2. The X-Men movies are my, my Star Wars, the Marvel Universe, you know, there's either, oh, that was really good, or that was junk, man. Yeah, 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 it, it's, that's true. In fact, even the, the um, I think it was the director, either the director or the writer of X-Men 3 said Brett he was, Rainer? Yeah, was so happy for uh, Days of Future Past because it, it allowed him to erase the existence of the worst X-Men movie. X-Men 3 was so bad. Because, but because they changed time and, and did stuff, they could just say, oh, that never happened. And now they get to do the Phoenix story again. <laughs> and hopefully do it well. Right. Hopefully. Which is still coming out. So other news. Uh, Marvel has said, and Disney has said that uh, now that Fox is coming back, you know, all those properties are coming back in, they are still releasing both New Mutants and the X-Men movie, the, the Phoenix movie next year. Huh. Everybody was wondering, would that happen? It's still up in the air as to whether or not the X-Force, Deadpool, whatever you want to call it, movie is going to happen. Uh, there's there's things like that that are up in the air. I would be shocked. Deadpool, maybe not X Force in general. Yeah. I think they go with X Force direction, but I mean, I know you're not a Deadpool fan, but you know the movie's doing well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'd be shocked if they don't do a sequel with another Deadpool three. If they go, and they have to keep it R rated. If they do Deadpool and the X Force, you know, keep the name in there, Deadpool and the X Force, kind of like saying Batman and the Outsiders or whatever. Yes. You could do that. I I really bet. Disney will make them pull it back to a PG-13. I don't know that, but I bet they If they go as a group, yes. If they do a solo Deadpool movie, I don't know how you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't, th- I don't think you can. But I don't know. I, I, they should They should be able to, absolutely. I just don't know if Disney will. It's more of will they, not, think, not can they, I but will they. I think they will. I think they, Disney, the main goal of Disney is, at the end of the day, they want money. Yeah. Let's be real. And, you know, Disney owns everything else. I don't even know what, what movies they own anymore. They made R-rated movies. They own everything that Warner Brothers and Sony doesn't. That's pretty much it. Everything that exists that Warner Brothers and Sony doesn't own. FedEx is coming by in case you guys are curious. Yes. You know, yeah, they're making deliveries somewhere. Um, okay, I got one other piece of news. Yes. Unless you have something else to throw in there. Okay. This piece of news leads into our main story. So, Injustice. You like the Injustice game and the storyline yeah, and all that, right? Yeah. So, Injustice 2... Is, is out. You know, that game's been out for a while. The comic's been out for a while. Okay. And they officially confirmed that in the in the Injustice universe, because it's a parallel world, parallel t- 
timeline. For anyone who doesn't know, this is a world where, what was it, I believe Lois Lane was killed? Basically, um, Jokas tricked Superman to something like a nuke, killed um, a lot of trouble, actually, when Lois Lane died, yeah. Okay. And Superman takes over. Yeah, he's Superman. Or tries to take crazy, over the world. kills Joker, um, and creates. A, a, a pretty much towards the world, yes. Yeah. Alright, so that's that's the and world. Batman fights him. Right, and then there's two sides. Everybody lines up, almost like with Civil War. They line up behind two yeah. main characters, and there you go. Well, two of those characters in Injustice, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, they've officially confirmed they are married. Are you going to pay for that? Well, that was interesting. Okay. Yeah, in case, you know, in case you're wondering, too, some guy just stole some chips. I'm not saying that, though. Who returned them? Yes. Alright, so, uh, but they, they announced that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are officially married in the Injustice um, universe. Really? So, it's a marriage that actually did happen in the Bat family, uh, which brings up the sore topic yes. of the Batman marriage. So, spoiler alert, I don't really care if I spoil this for anybody, because if it causes people not to go buy the comic, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I I'm actually don't buy the comic. Yeah. So, Batman, they've led up to for a year... He was marrying Catwoman. Yes. Um, Huge story. And I'm going to diss him a lot here. John Paul, you know I'm a Marvel guy, but you know Batman's a favorite character. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the story Batman was fan. great. A lot of the story along the way has been great. Date Night was a great story. Yeah. The Back to Back Issues was, was just a really fun Batman Superman story. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to vent in a second. Well, go ahead. Well, basically in the end, Joker got in Catwoman's head and convinced her that marrying Batman would be the end of Batman. That Batman needs to have tragedy tragedy in his life, not happiness. And that having happiness would end Batman. And she ended up believing that and leaving Batman at the altar. Which so is true in a way. I believe Joker could be true in that one. True or not, though, I think you could have a Batman who is happy. It's just a different Batman. They've actually covered that in the comics. They had a, they had a story um, back... I want to say it was early 80s. is a detective story that on the anniversary, you know, every every year on the anniversary of his parents' death, he goes to Crime Alley and, you know, lays a rose down and all that kind of stuff. This is a thing that Batman does. It's just kind of been in the comics for years. Well, the Phantom Stranger shows up and wants to give a gift to the Batman. So he takes him and Robin tags along to a parallel Earth. And on this parallel Earth, and they, they described this in the comics for many years before that, uh, time flows differently in each parallel dimension. So in some places... People are ahead, a little more advanced. Some, they're f further behind and so on. In this one, things were a little further behind. And this was the night, not of the anniversary, but the night it was actually going to happen on that parallel Earth. Okay. And the conundrum for Batman was, should he stop it? His goal was, yes, he wants to stop this. He doesn't want another Bruce Wayne growing up to, um, you know, in tragedy and, you know, heartbroken and parents taken away and all that. Robin, however, meanwhile, explores the world, explores Gotham, and discovers that in this world, there are no heroes at all. Huh. It's a world that never had any inspiration for heroes. Maybe, you know, Kal-El's ship got hit by an asteroid and went somewhere else, and Superman went the inspiration, so nothing else happened. We don't really know the reason, but no one else is there. So now Robin is worried, if they stop the creation of Batman, could that be the end of the chance for any heroes on this earth. So, that, that's the conundrum. Is do, do they save him? Do they not? And in the end, it comes down to they have to do what's right. They have to save him. So, they, they, they do have to do what's right and save, you know, save the parents. Which does change 
Batman's or Bruce Wayne's future. Except they showed in the last page of that story that young Bruce Wayne, inspired by the sight of this creature of the night coming down and saving his family, dedicated his life to studying crime and criminals and exercise and developing himself to become that same type of person to save other people the same way his family was saved. So he became one of the greatest Batman across the whole multiverse because he came at it from a positive standpoint instead of a negative standpoint. Huh. It's a very cool standalone story. It's one of those one-shot, almost like a what-if. It's a really neat story. That's a good story, yeah. So you can have a Batman who's happy, but anyway, that, that's where they went. And I hate the fact that they built up such a big story. And if they just built it up within the story and nothing else, that's one thing. But they spun off so many one-shots and made people uh, and buy the, so and much. And the best thing about it was... I remember it was initial now. I told you this is not going to happen. Yeah. You talk about it. He's like, I don't know. You can tell me all the one shots and that kind of stuff happening. And then it kind of builds on, okay, maybe it will actually happen because let's be real. A superhero dies. I don't care anymore. He comes right. back. He's going right. back in a couple months. Well, Superman died back in the day. That was a huge issue. Now it's going to be the month that somebody dies. Right. It's not, not a Nobody cares anymore. Not a big one. These stories aren't big anymore. Oh, no, they're engaged. Who cares? I'm not going to stay married. And this didn't even yeah. happen. So, Which um, is what typically tends to happen across most of the marriages. Right. And uh, I'm gonna, how many covers does this issue have? Because I know there's numerous covers to it. It's like a hundred different covers, literally. Uh, I want to say in the regular shop when you just walk up, there's probably four or five or six or something like that. I don't know. But they've now, DC and Marvel both, have now worked out these deals with so many different comic shops and companies around to do different alternate covers that you can only get from this one service or right. that one service. So there's literally like a hundred different covers out there. That's ridiculous if you ask me. That's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and absolutely. it was all these ridiculous covers, all these... Um, tons of fanboys spent tons of money on these, this you know, storyline going up in the future. Big Batman fans. I almost did as well. And you don't deliver. Yeah. And that's the worst thing about it because they knew they weren't going to deliver yeah. and they still sold it. Right. And if this had been a... Three part, you know, three issue story in Batman only. Advertise it all you want. Right. No big deal. But as big as they did. It was across the universe, every issue, every, like everybody involved, yeah, everybody. Morena, and they didn't deliver. And so, to me, that's the biggest disappointment. Yeah. So, along those lines, we want to talk a little bit, just briefly here, about some of the other marriages that have happened in the comics. How many of them still exist? How many don't? How many were successful or not? Um, there How many actually were successful? That's um, the question. Well, Superman. And Lois, right? I think it was a very successful one in the comics. Still exists, even to the point that they have a son who's now 10 years old and is, now has the mantle of Superboy, and it's been very successful. They tried to undo it for a period of time with New 52. That was where some of the powers that be said, no, no, we can't have that, we can't have that. And when they tried to undo it, they didn't do divorce or anything else. They did a reboot of the universe and just had it, oh, it hasn't happened yet, type approach. Yeah. Everybody rebelled. It was a bad book. No one wanted it, and they had to bring back the real Superman and Lois. I mean, the, the most famous one is obviously Reed and Sue. Because they were together since issue one, and they got married. Yeah, that's I can't kind, of, get married, but kind married. of the first family. Everybody calls them the first yes. family of comics. And they had Franklin. Franklin's some hell of a now. But. Yeah, well, and Franklin's a whole other story. Success on marriage and success on offspring are two different things. I think Franklin is one of the worst Oh, Franklin was the worst idea because he's yeah. the most powerful hero ever, I think, about that, and... What's his power? In one month, he is. And then the next month, well, you know, if you just tap him in the head with a pencil, he'll not be knocked unconscious. And sure. You're good to go. Yeah. Anything they don't with him. No, they really don't. Um, 
so it comes down to the writer. But yes, so going back in time, yes, one of the very first ones, obviously, is Reed and Sue. Right. Um, that's within the actual published history. In the actual character's history, a lot of the DC Golden Age characters are married. I'm not going to go through all of them. There's a ton of those that got married. Um, you know, a lot of them, as they retired from being a superhero back in World War II era, they would get married. Um, but the two big ones is Batman and Superman. So that, that's what's really cool is they actually had a Superman story in the 70s. The cover was the wedding of Lois and Clark. Or Lois and Superman. You know, they always say Superman. And you looked at it and you thought that's what was happening. And you picked it up and on page one, the whole multiple Earths universe theory in the DC, the multiverse, was explained. And then over on Earth 2, and they explained the rest of the issue was all happening on Earth 2. And it was how that Lois and Clark got married and it was real and they got married and lived happily ever after Good. up until Crisis of Infinite Earths where they got to live happily ever after which is great Batman kind of similar uh, when Jim Gordon I don't know if he died or retired whichever it was Batman Bruce retired from being Batman took over as commissioner so he's now a commissioner Wayne married Catwoman they had a daughter Huntress Robin grew up to be an adult and that's the new dynamic duo was Robin and Huntress so okay. some really cool ones when you look at chronologically, not publishing history, but chronologically. Those are very successful. I like those. Um, it's when you get into more of the minor characters that you start to really get into some really crazy stuff that's happened. Uh, what are some of your favorite ones? Um, I had favorite ones. My favorite one was Spider-Man Mary King. Yeah. I, I thought he was very successful. They were very successful. People loved it. Until, the problem with this, Joe Casada did not like it. There you go. He's the guy. And he, you know, he made comments. You know, other people came at me separately. You know, behind closed doors, and we don't like me there. However, the fans loved it. And this is what I, the downfall of my world. This is just out of the downfall of my world for me. Was okay. The, the one the, more, the one more day story. Yeah. Yeah, that was so bad. Um, but you knew the fans liked it. But yep, Joe Casada yep. pretty much said, "They're gonna like what we tell them." Yeah. And there was huge follow for this. Oh. It was actually on uh, Howard Stern's show. That's how big it was. Howard Stern hates comics and he talked about this. Called Joe Casada on the show and talked about it. Yeah. And Casada pretty much said, told the fans, I don't care what you guys, we tell you what you guys like, not, not vice versa. Yeah. And to me, that's the most disrespectful thing to fans he, in the world. He definitely has a Steve Jobs type of approach. Steve Jobs did not want to listen to what um, the customer wanted. He would tell the customer what type of phone, what type of button, all those kind of things your phone would have right. and Apple would tell you the customer what you wanted not the other way around yeah and that to me is horrible yeah and I literally Amazing Spider-Man was the one that was that intensive comics the two comics I never ever put down ever no matter what comics I picked up yep. dropped picked up Amazing Spider-Man and Detective I always owned always no matter what and that was the first time I ever you know when it happened I haven't watched Spider-Man since. Yeah. Not since. We might have bought issues here and there. So, but Now that Dan Slott has left, he did leave it in a position where it looks like they're getting back together finally. How much of that is remembering and how much of it is a new relationship, I don't know because I'm not reading it. But they are finally getting back together in some form. But that's one of those things I think the damage is done. Mm-hmm. I really think the damage is done there. Um, but that, that was a big one. I mean, they, they actually... Both the Lewis and Clark marriage and the Peter and Mary Jane marriage were huge. They happened about the same time right. in the 90s. Lots of publicity, lots of everything. This, the one in the comics, Superman's would have happened first, except they delayed it to make it coincide with the TV show, Lewis and Clark. 
Okay. So the Peter Parker and Mary Jane would actually happen physically first in the comics. Um, and they did that when, was it at Yankee Stadium or something like that, I believe? I think it was Yankee, Yankees or Mets. It was one of the New York teams. Down in the field at like the seventh inning stretch or something, they actually had Spider-Man in a tuxedo come out. So it wasn't Peter Parker, it was Spider-Man, you know, because no one knows who this guy is. He has to be wearing the mask. And they did a fake ceremony between him and Redhead. Oh, really? Yeah, so that was, you know, that was, was kind of cool. So that was um, televised everywhere. Huh. So, so both of those were really big. Um, They've been smaller ones. Um, I know you make fun of them, but Bouncing Boy and um, Duplicate or uh, Duo Damsel. Yeah, nobody cares about them. Yeah, Lightning Light and Saturn Girl. Nobody I do care nobody about. Nobody still cares. They were the founders. That's okay, who me and my care. wife dressed up as and did our renewal of ours. Um, many other Legion characters, much like Golden Age ones, there's been quite a bit there. Um, over on Marvel, what do we have? Sue. Um, or Storm, sorry, Storm, Storm, Storm Black Panther. and Black Panther. Who are they together or not? They are separated. I think it lasted six years and like a month, something like that. Okay. Which in comic time is like three or months. Yeah. Um, they actually, I believe, it was during the AVX when they they separated. Oh, okay. Which and that's usually what happens. These big event books, they have a different idea and then we we'll split them up on teams. And again, it's marrying superheroes. I think it's normally a bad idea. But it but can work. Also, it can work. The Batman and the Catwoman, because it's been hinted so many times over the years that they've been married, they've had a kid, at least one a girl at least, yeah. and they spun off from that. That it can work and it should work. But and I know, they didn't do it. But I know one of the big um, one of the big reasons the publishers would give is readership turns over all the time, and we're aiming at young readers, and they don't want to see these characters grow up and have relationships and grow older. That's aimed at the people who were reading it, not the ones who are reading it now. The ones who want it, want them to get married and have kids and get older, started reading as a teenager. When the characters are teenagers, don't you want to still appeal to that same group? I get that. I understand the mentality, but at the same time, you can still do that. There's new characters that have been created, and if the stories are written well, it's okay. Well, again, that's back to comic books not knowing what to do with these characters. Yeah. We can't age them. We need these characters to be able to read this there. So let's just kill the character off and make some new that outfit. There's yep. new Batman. There's new Spider-Man. I'm like, come on, no, just create new characters, man. So you got all that, and then you have, you'll have writers, you know, the artists, sometimes directors and producers and movies do the same thing, talk about how they don't want artificial boundaries. They don't want to be told, well, you can't use this character because continuity says this, or or whatever. And they're like, these are imaginary characters. We should be able to do whatever we want with them. Right. Well, I get that. That's, that is a logic argument you can make the same time when you have 10 years 20 years 80 years of development in a character and people who've been reading them for decades and society as a whole have decades invested in them should there be boundaries i think so i think there should be I some boundaries think so, yeah. um i think when you make a movie in particular you don't follow the comics or at least i understand you can make things different for the movies at least a little bit to make the movie flow it's two hours long as opposed yeah. to 20 or 30 <laughs> right. plus years of history right yeah, something you should have changed up a little bit. But you've got to stay true to the character. And it's one of the biggest problems with Castle 4. I know uh, the, the writer of this, was it Trank? Josh Trank, I think. He came out there and blamed the studio of this kind of stuff. But originally, he wanted to do this completely different stories, these characters. And the actors themselves, they don't want to do this instead. To me, that's disrespecting the fans. The fans are the one that bought these issues for all those years. Yep. And the reason this movie's actually getting made in the grand scheme of things, if they don't buy these issues... This movie doesn't get made. Right. 
and then change the story completely for the new generation of people. And if you do come up with a cool story, say you come up with a cool story for a family of four characters with varied powers that all got them through some accident, and they're not exactly the same names, not exactly the same race, not exactly the same powers, same story, then call it The Incredibles and do yes, something else. exactly. I was going to say that. And you yes. know what? It can be more successful than the original, potentially. I mean, there's nothing that says you can't copy. I mean, how many different stretchy characters are there? Well, I mean, let's be real. Marvel and DC, they've copied each other left and right for years. Oh, sorry. Just do it again and do another story. You don't have to change Mr. Fantastic or Jimmy Olsen right. or Batman or fill in the blank. You don't have to change any of these characters. If you have an idea for a character like that, but what if, then make up something new and do the what if. And you know what? If you cast a good actor and have a good writing and a good director and you do it well, it will sell. There's no question. It will sell. Sure. All right. I think we've kind of driven that one to the ground. I think it's... So we both agree, first of all, overall opinion of Batman marriage, happy, disappointed. The, the Batman marriage, I think the storyline was a big disappointment in the end. The journey was good. The ending sucks. Payoff, the payoff was horrible. Right. I'm with you in that one. But um, marriages as a whole, I have no problem with in comics, as long as they do it right and commit to it. To me, that was a big, cheap way of DC getting money. Yeah. Marvel wasn't the same thing with reboots, that kind of stuff, left and right, and killing characters off. I was famous yeah. for that. Yeah. You create, put in the suits, but like, like I said, a three-ish miniseries, and do it, or even one, even do one issue, even like touch comics for an entire year. Yeah. Like they for um. Yeah, the hour whatever it was on this through all the Batman issues, but do an entire run, just one issue. That's fine. Yeah. It's just they spun it off in such a big event all the way through DC. That was for the problem. And there was, was. no payoff. To me, that's yeah. just there's all the fans. extra money and all the rest. And then you make all these fans. There's numerous fans I read in the line that bought you know 20, 30 different covers. I think it's going to be a huge thing. And then it's nothing. And nothing happened. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That is disrespectful to the fans. This is, I, I'm sorry, DC. You owe the fans an apology. I yep. really think they do. I agree. So, um, I'm curious about this. So, make it happier. We'll shift to the B-Man question for next time. Alright, so, I just mentioned to you, Avengers Infinity War came out on DVD, Blu-ray, yesterday. Right. However, it's still in some theaters right now. Still in most theaters right now. And Black Panther, again, a huge movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. When I bought that on DVD... A Blu-ray, say, a Blu-ray copy home. My buddies saw it a couple days later after I bought it on DVD in the theaters. Yeah. Are we getting too... Are we releasing these things on Blu-ray too much? Or, hold on a second there. FedEx is coming again. Is the, is the Blu-ray industry so big these days that that's okay to do that? Or are we just releasing these things too quickly? And I, I started to answer part of it, but no, this is for next time. So I have some good thoughts around that. I don't have answers to that thoughts, so... Next time, we'll discuss that. So, yeah. the old Titans for John Paul. Hopefully you hear this. This is B-Man. Yes. We are out of here. <laughs>